Rough Trade is giving away a third of the first three months of the Rough Trade Club plus new music membership exclusively to 101 Part-Time Jobs listeners. Become a member of Rough Trade Club New Music and you'll receive the Rough Trade Album of the Month straight to your door every month on an exclusive vinyl pressing with bonus material. Club members have received exclusive pressings of albums from Sufjan Stevens, Sprints, The Last Dinner Party, English Teacher and Over Mono, just to name a few, this past year alone. Sign up using the promo code CLUB101POD and you'll get Rough Trade's Album of the Month, Camera Obscura's Look to the East, Look to the West for a third of the usual price. By signing up, you'll be getting Rough Trade's exclusive issue of the album on opaque purple in a gatefold sleeve plus a bonus CD containing five demos. Don't want the album of the month but still want all the benefits? Sign up to the standard tier using Club 101 Pod and you'll still get the first month free. You'll also get free shipping on all orders, 10% off at the bar and on secondhand vinyl in store and exclusive access to sold out Rough Trade events. So don't hang around. Head to roughtrade.com slash club and sign up with the code CLUB101POD. That's CLUB101POD and claim money Money off Rough Trade's album of the month today. This offer is for UK residents only. Do you play in bands? I did for the longest time. And I wish that I knew that DistroKid was a thing. I don't even think it existed back then. DistroKid makes music distribution fun and easy with unlimited uploads and artists keep 100% of your royalties and earnings. A million plus artists rely on DistroKid to get their music on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram, and all the major streaming services. When you get DistroKid, you can see a DistroKid bank and withdraw your earnings. You get notified when you've earned royalties and you can withdraw via the app. And you can even check your streaming stats on Spotify Spotify and Apple. Get 30% off your first year on DistroKid by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. 30% off for your first year. That's not bad. We know it's a tough world out there. Why don't you make it easier for yourself? And to get 30% off that free year as an artist where you get 100% of your royalties and earnings, go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. All right, stay with me. I'll be right back after this. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. 
You're not ready if it's not ready hour foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com There are no wrong things to say here, but I find a way. Hello and welcome along to 101 Part-Time Jobs. I've got Amelia Kidd from the Ninth Wave here with us today. The Ninth Wave, the Glasgow Indie Noir Group. We recorded this a little while ago, just ahead of them releasing Happy Days. They've since released that EP and also Unhappy Days, which is remixes from the EP, and their latest single, Everything Will Be Fine, which is the song playing below this. Thank you so much for listening to 101 Part-Time Jobs. We've got a new rule here, and that rule is that if you're enjoying this podcast, if you're enjoying this show, saying the word podcast gets a bit tough, doesn't it? If you're enjoying this show, then you have to tell one friend. You have to text one friend and say, yo, I like this show, and people on it I think are pretty good, and there are some pretty good stories, and you should listen to it. So if you're listening to this and you haven't yet done that, then you have to do it. I'll find out if you don't. You've got to text one friend saying, I'm listening to Amelia Kidd from the Ninth Wave, the Glasgow Indie Noir Band, tell some really interesting stories that I didn't know about them otherwise. So go ahead and do that to continue listening. Like I said, I'll find out if you don't and we'll have to stop you from, from listening to it. Either that or Patreon and we know which one's worse. Thank you so much for listening. Cheers to Signature Brew. Signature Brew have been brewing music-inspired beers since 2011. They've made beers with Mastodon, Idols, Slaves, Sports Team, a whole bunch of other bands. And you can order their beers if you live in the UK directly to your door with the voucher code 101podcast. You can get 10% off. All right, here's Amelia from the Ninth Wave. I hope you've texted your friend by now. Go well. Have a nice day. Cheers. When we first got the message off of Faris, the 13-year-old girl inside me started pissing herself uh, because <laughs> I've always been a massive fan of the horrors. But it's it's funny when you get to work with people that you've always pure idolized and you're like, wow, they are so normal. They are so nice and <laughs> normal. It's such a funny process. How did that come about? So um, Faris messaged us a while ago Um and wanted to work with us but um we were uh, in the in the middle of recording like some eps with dan austin and then we went on to record the album with dan and then um after the album um first got in touch with us and was like are you looking to do any sort of like smaller like eps or anything because like i'd really love to be involved and it was really nice to kind of hear that he was still really interested uh, after all of this time of us being like oh not yet not yet um and then um we just so happened to have a collection of songs that we were going to be working on as an ep and we felt it was perfect for Faris to come on board. It was the exact same kind of sound that we wanted. Um, and yeah, things just kind of fell nicely into place. It was just kind of like the right person at the right time kind of moment. And it must have been a massive confidence boost for, for you as a band. You know, someone that you've looked up to is digging what you do. That's that's strong signposting, you know? Oh my gosh, it's the nicest thing that I think you could ever hear is getting like compliments from someone that you look up to so much and you think so much of yeah definitely it's confidence boost is a 
it underplays it. <laughs> I mean, because there, there are going to be days where, you know, everyone has it, no matter what job you have, whether that's a kind of, you know, passion thing with 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 a band, that you're going to have days where you're like, oh, this isn't, this isn't going to plan right now. Oh, definitely. I think being a musician is like one of the hardest, um, like you have to be super hard on yourself to kind of, uh, get anywhere and you have to be super critical of yourself all the time but then sometimes that can go too far and then you think that no one likes you or anything but no it's really it's it was really nice to hear that yeah there's there's people out there like Faris that, <laughs> that that like us because it's easy to get lost in your own head a lot of the time big time do, do you think you you as as a four do you think you guys are all quite good at um like balancing that that dynamic of kind of confidence but also kind of self-awareness and yeah I'd I'd say so I say I'd say we're all we're really lucky as a band because we're all quite level-headed and there's no like ego in the band there's not like one person that's like oh everybody loves me I'm gonna do this like everyone's just like so chill and we just like you know we do it because we love it we don't do it because we want to get all this mental attention from people we're just trying to get like music out into the world that people can relate to and everything um I think yeah so I think it's a really good dynamic in the band what's your story in terms of joining the band where where were you at at life when when you joined oh my gosh so I was um in my second year of uni studying studying psychology and neuroscience and I was in a bunch of bands in the Glasgow music scene. I was in this like Americana band playing drums. I was playing drums for this like singer songwriter um, and just like writing my own piano stuff on the side. Um, and then I got a message from Hayden one day and he was like, hey, I, I know you're into music because like, we knew each other from like when we were children. And he was like, I know you're still into music. Would you ever be interested in joining a band? And I was like, "What? Like ninth wave? But they're like, you're, you, you guys are amazing." And he was like, "Yeah, we need a bass player, and I know you have a bass, so why don't you come?" And I was like, "I can't play bass at all. Like, I have a bass. It doesn't mean I can play it." And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. You'll pick it up." And then within a month, I was um, live on radio doing my first gig with the ninth wave. Amazing. Amazing. And <laughs> um, um, so what had the ninth, what ninth Wave been up to by that point? So they had just released um, the Reformation EP and then I joined in the middle of the um, Never Crave Attention EP campaign. Um, so it was it was a funny stage for me because it was like I was in the videos but it wasn't my voice that I was singing to so it was all really strange for me so the first couple months in the band were very strange there was lots of people like oh where's this girl why why are you here who are you so I mean that that if anything's gonna ground you it's that yeah (laughs) was it was it all right conversations with the others though was it something that you felt you could kind of talk about rather than kind of try and I don't know cover up in the way that yeah definitely we were always very open about it just like people people move on some people don't get on with each other nothing bad's happened like everybody's still fine but this is for the best and like we're just gonna move on as a band from here and the only way is up watch us go right (laughs) I mean so often you hear about your friends bands getting into fights and it's like it's so easy from the outside but I think when you're in the in the middle of that I think maybe you, you, I mean, like you said just then, you kind of have to just put on your like, 
big person trousers and just get on with it. Yeah, definitely. And it's one of those things. It's like, I, I never, I never, there was, I mean, the Hayden, you could never have a fight with Hayden ever. Like (laughs) it's impossible to fight with that man. Um, So it's like, there's never been any sort of aggro in the band like whatsoever which has been really nice and so. joining the band has Hayden been doing because he just did that uh that poetry tour or, or how long ago was that poetry tour yeah that was um I think February this year so like yeah a couple couple months ago now what, what did that um, sorry go on no I was gonna say I've completely lost track of time <laughs> I don't even know what month it is now so <laughs> <laughs> thing is I don't think it matters anymore yeah you're right (laughs) when you joined the band was there I mean I'm I'm new to the ninth wave and so you know I don't want to sound like an absolute um newbie on this but was he doing the 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 poetry thing where where, you know when around the time that you joined and before that no it was very much um just kind of like very much so like a kind of just your 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 average indie band like making indie band songs and um but really good indie band songs mm. uh, and then i think as time went on and um like we've all started to kind of like delve more into the creative world of the music scene and then uh, hayden's diverged and gone into his poetry um which is I mean, he's always been so good with words. Like I've always, like even before I was in the band, I thought like Hayden was one of the best lyricists in Glasgow. Um, so I think he's kind of very naturally fallen into uh, that path. And it's like given him a lot of um, confidence as well, I feel like you can definitely see a difference in like the way that he kind of like presents um, like his words if that makes sense. Yeah, I can I can definitely hear that. And it and it makes me think that you know that kind of noir, you know I've read about how your fans are the Cocteau Twins which you can hear and mm-hmm. you can hear the the the, the horror thing in in the imagery as well, which I think should not be like glossed over. I I think and or, you know and neither should it be a kind of a weird thing to talk about if you know what I mean because Yeah, definitely. It, it's that that imagery works so well with your music. Yeah, definitely. And um, it's it's something that kind of is, is has never been forced either. I think as, as soon as you start to force something, it turns into something that you never want it to. So it should mm. always come from a place that's very genuine. I feel like it's something that c- can be easy to like be and be like, no, no, it's, it's a natural thing. It's not like we're trying to be something else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but the more, the more you fight it, the more it sounds like you're trying to come <laughs> something up, doesn't it? Totally, totally. And there aren't that many bands doing that right now. I feel like there was a bit around 2000, you know, 2005 to 10, there was, there was some of it going on, you know, notably the horrors. <laughs> um, yeah. But you know, you know what I mean? I feel like there was a kind of bit of a film noir indie thing going on then. Yeah, definitely. There's a there's a there's a sincere lack of indie noir nowadays. <laughs> I think quite a lot of it gets um, there's like there's there's a lot of bands that kind of start with it and then they get kind of thrown into this pop field and it all kind of just kind of dwindles away. Um, but there's there's a lot of bands in Glasgow right now that um, are bringing that back big time, which I love and it's so nice to be around that. Like there's this one band, um, Velour, who have that are quite new to the Glasgow scene, and they are doing it perfectly. Cool. Like, I'll check them out. Velour. Yeah, I don't think they have anything online yet, but I think they will soon. Great. 
And I mean, not putting stuff online that can work so well is a bit of like, you know, dirty word marketing thing. Do you know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think, I think, um, we're really bad at that. We just, we, we, we have something and then we're like, oh, we need to share it with everybody. Everybody needs to hear this. Yeah. So yeah, we're not big at that. Well, that's, it's part of the, uh, it's, it's in the job description now, isn't it? The, the whole online thing. I had a, a friend's band, great band called Big Nothing. They're a punk rock band from Philadelphia. And uh, one of them just tweeted the other day, like, you know, when, they, when, they, when you start a band 10 years ago, the last thing you think you'd be doing more than playing music is using your thumbs on your phone yeah definitely um it's a funny thing where it's like it's more of a 24-hour job than i um ever realized it's like you you actually never stop um but i love that about it because it just it does become your whole life and if you love it then you're never gonna work a day in your life so it's like i, I love that about it um because everything is so online nowadays, unfortunately. Like everybody lives in their own online bubble, um, and it's yeah. I mean, it's it's nice that you can be a part of so many people's bubbles. I guess. I mean, it's such a paradox, isn't it? In that sense, because it should be the most, you know, um, the biggest, you know, connection of society, and it can kind of be the opposite in in most of the time. <laughs> yeah, know. for sure. Definitely. I mean, it has its instances where it goes too far one way, and um, yeah. But I think I think what's what's good about like about this is like with with the people that sometimes it does go like too far with. Like our music is very much so. Um, we we um, oh, how how do I word this? We connect with the introverts in the way that we write. Uh, because we are very much introverts ourselves um and i think these people are sometimes um like the kind of people that would get caught up like in social media and like live more online than they would in real life and in a way it's nice for us to be able to connect to these people via uh, these online presences and with our music or whatever and maybe help them through uh sometimes that they're going through whatever so i think for that even though it could go too far there's also like pros that you can take from it as well I think a lot of people are living lives that you and I haven't in the in the sense of you know social media is there when you're what eight years old ten years old is yeah whoever's you know parents get their kids their phones the, the quickest Do you know what I mean they, that age can be as young as 10 or whatever and mm-hmm. and that that is going to be a way that people some people live now that they're they're quiet in person they they won't say much in uh in the flesh and then online they're going to have a a strong personality perhaps there's nothing wrong with that absolutely nothing wrong with that at all if that's if that's how some people like uh, are more comfortable with then i guess it's it's the day and age of the modern like online world and so be it (laughs) yeah everyone should have the freedom to to do what they want yeah, for sure. I, I've just done a podcast with the band Creeper about the making of their new record, and a lot of their fans are like that. And it's mm-hmm. amazing to see because there's so much, you know, positivity can still be shared in, in in such a sense. It's just a different format. Yeah, exactly. It's not it's not just like appealing to the people that are gonna come to your gigs and be in front row and like screaming and all that stuff. It's like appealing to the people that really need you as well.
I mean, I'm very lucky in the fact that I, I have, I have a job where I, um, I pour lovely latte arts in a coffee shop <laughs> and make lovely sandwiches for Ooh. people all day long. But if, uh, but if I get a call from my manager, then my boss is very understanding and he lets me go off and do what I want. And um, I'm really lucky to be in that position because I know there's a lot of people working for like. Uh, places or uh, workplaces where they they don't have that freedom and it does um kind of put this strain on them and then they feel like they can't be a musician and have a job at the same time because like uh, they need something to pay the bills and then they don't have time for this creative input or whatever but I'm really lucky in the sense that I get to pay my bills and I also get creative freedom and yeah I'm in I'm in a really lucky position I feel. When I was in uni I really wanted to become I, I wanted I, I didn't really know if I wanted to do like music therapy um with like people with uh, problems in their brain and like recovering um from trauma with music therapy and like training the brain in certain ways I really wanted to do that um but I think I think I've lost a lot of brain cells by joining the music industry, <laughs> so I'm not sure <laughs> if I'd have the same mental capacity to do that when going back to uni. But you know what? If 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 in 20 years the band comes to a halt and I have time to go back to uni, then I definitely will. Are you as a band? You kind of I mean, you've got a manager. You said that kind of hints the fact that there's some kind of plan, some kind of you know next few years plan. Yeah, definitely. We're in this for the long run. We're not just a, a fad band. We're we're here to stay. Excellent. Well, that's that's our plan, anyways. <laughs> and so the EP. Did you know when when you recorded it that it it you would be it would be coming out in lockdown? Um. So we were recording the EP, um, up on the Isle of Lewis one week before we went into lockdown so when we were up there um it was so strange because uh the guy that owns the studio went to the shop one day and he came back and he was like oh my gosh guys there's no toilet paper there's no pasta there's no this like there's one shop on the island like there's nothing here and we we didn't understand what was going on because we were all just like oh the media's blown everything out of proportion oh usual all that stuff and then um everything started to get really serious by like the last day that we were there so we were thinking like that we might not be able to like get the ferry back because uh, they were cancelling ferries to and from and um it was quite scary because we didn't know what was going on and then we got back and it was honestly about two or three days later that everything locked down so we were like oh fuck like this is this is terrible but also really fitting for the ep the fact that we like recorded it and in the midst of all of this going on so there was this really kind of like apocalyptic feel especially when you're on an island and like you feel like you're the only people left in the world it's really it was really strange so i feel like that really bled into the ep um so the fact that it's coming out and still like we're all still you know in, in very much in the midst of this pandemic it does feel incredibly fitting how have you been able to navigate uh, that's awesome by the way i i looked at well i, I was looking <laughs> at the name great great banera in the outer hebrides 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 fuck <laughs> of scotland <laughs> middle of nowhere 
and then and then you, and then you get back and you can't leave your you can't leave your flats how did you navigate that oh gosh it was awful so like when we were up in um lewis we'd all go for runs in the morning and like you'd you'd leave the studio and you'd be out for like three miles and you wouldn't see anybody like you wouldn't come across anybody and it was so nice to like you know have all this open space and feel like you were the only ones there and then coming back to lockdown and then being locked in your house not being able to do anything and actually being like the only person you see is a very different feeling um and it was it was quite hard to deal with at first um because you've gone from like having some all the freedom in the world to like absolutely nothing so for the first couple of weeks it was a bit strange but um we were all extremely introverted as i've said so i think we all really like the the space to ourselves after a while right have you have you been writing much yeah, we've all been like chucking demos back and forth. Um, but there was this weird, um, I'm not sure if other musicians felt it, but there was this weird kind of um, pressure to create as much as possible because it's like you literally have no excuse not to mm. create. You have you, you are here in your room with all your instruments. Just sit down and play a bloody tune and create something from it. But there were so many weeks that went by that I would like sit down at my piano and it'd just be like tumbleweed in my head like I couldn't write anything but then there'd be weeks where I'd sit down and you know write three songs in a day and like there there was no in between and it was this yeah it was this really weird kind of feeling of not knowing when you were going to be creative but constantly feeling like you needed to be yeah and it just doesn't work like that does it no oh my gosh no (laughs) I feel like if there's pressure on you it makes it so much harder which sounds so stupid because it's like it's your job like you you need to do it but if it's not there it's not there do you write any of the lyrics Millie yeah um so for the um on the happy days EP um there's nothing I hate more than more than small talk and abattoir were both like fully written by myself um and a couple songs on infancy as well um yeah it's like mostly it's me and Hayden that like write all the lyrics but Hayden you can definitely tell when Hayden writes the songs because he is so poetic and I'm more straight to the point this is what's in my head (laughs) kind of so small talk uh, is kind of about um masculine fragility let's say like um when when you know that people are hiding feelings by like you know doing things that um kind of delay the situation which is where the title came from there's nothing I hate more than small talk because like you know that something's going on but you don't want to say it because you know you're a shite bag like me you don't want you don't want to say anything that's what it all comes down to really um and and I guess there really is nothing I hate more than small talk. That's what it came from. And I, I imagine, I mean, I'm probably fairly quite loud myself, um, but I still, you know, I, 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 can, I can see how playing music is such a release of that, like a positive avenue to, to release that. Definitely, definitely. And I feel with music a lot of the time, I'm really terrible at putting my emotions into words 
or even you know doing anything with my emotions I'm just terrible with emotions in general um so music for me is a way of kind of expressing those without having to necessarily put them into words that make sense you just kind of know that other people that understand will also understand even if the words aren't really cohesive <laughs> totally i think you can get away with like uh, lyric a lyrical phrase that doesn't even make sense but a listener can actually fully understand what you're saying yeah definitely um one of the records i love most for that is uh, the latest girl band album the talkies because it's just it's it's so like the the lyrics are so abstract but when i listen to them it's like oh my gosh that's what i've been thinking in my head right <laughs> right i read someone say on twitter the other day and uh you know the the some of the some of your favorite records necessarily aren't to do with i'm paraphrasing them quite badly here but some of your favorite records maybe you know, they're one of your favorite records because of the time that you were in, the place that you were in when you discovered it, rather than what it is objectively. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, I read somewhere that it's like the albums that influence you most in your life are the ones you listen to when you're like 13 to 16, because that's when you're most impressionable. Mm. And that's like apparently how um, it influences how you write music most is like what li- albums you listen to when you were like early teenage years and I was like thank god I had a pretty decent taste as a 13 year old or else my music would be absolutely terrible like thank you thank you <laughs> mom and dad for like forcing me to listen to like the Cocteau Twins and like Nick Cave and all that so that I had some like you know decent taste and wasn't listening to absolute trash there is the tendency to kind of not try and search for music all your life, especially as you get older. You know, it, it can be quite hard to to open yourself up to new music. Is that is that a fight that you... Oh my gosh, I am so terrible for that now. See, when I was younger, I was on the ball for music. Like I was constantly um, finding new artists that I loved. And, um, and now I feel like I've really taken a step back and... Um, now all I listen to is like music from the 50s and stuff that I feel like I completely bypassed when I was younger and now I will listen to the same album for like months at a time and not get bored of it and then when someone's like why did why is that all you listen to like why do you never listen to anything else I'm just like because I don't need to because it 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 is that this this works for me like it's fine what what do you use Spotify or, or records or both um so I I love my records. Um, I have quite a lot of um, vinyl records, but I I do for ease use Spotify a lot of the time. There's there's I, I uh, I'm with you. I do exactly the same thing. I I actually rarely put on records now because I don't have the time. Yeah, I I I only really put on records in the morning when I'm getting ready. That's nice. I'll, I'll hook it up because I've got a nice system where like my record player is like hooked up to like I have Sonos speakers in my bedroom so it's hooked up to them which is really nice so uh, it doesn't feel like 
um it's much of an effort because it's not like oh i have to plug this in i have to plug this in it's i just get the record out chuck it on and it's it's like i would put on an album on spotify it takes the exact same time you just get that lovely crackle and then halfway through you've got to turn it over which i love yeah (laughs) and that's the nice morning routine yeah it's it's really nice you can definitely it it's funny because you can tell i can definitely tell the change in my mood in the mornings when I like make the effort to to do it and then the mornings where I'm just like oh I'll just press play on this oh chuck this on and grab some breakfast like the time that you take to it's all about self-care isn't it It, and it all comes down to that (laughs) I'm awful in the morning and me and my partner in the last few weeks I think lockdown's absolutely got something to do with it because you know, anyone living with anything with anyone else is, you know, obviously going to have two different work schedules mo- a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And it's been so important for for us, for me to to be nice to each other in the morning. <laughs> you know, oh my like, gosh! Oh, we're yeah. gonna have, we, it's, it's brilliant to see you. <laughs> we're going to have a lovely day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been really lucky in the fact that, um, like my my partner uh, like we we live together and um he's not had any work to do or anything so we've had like the nicest time in lockdown I think we could possibly ever had and like the fact that we like work has now gone back to normal it's really upsetting because you're like oh gosh these have been some of the best months of my life and just knowing it's never going to be like that again like we're here we are back on the grind like no more like you know putting records on for two three hours in the morning just listening to them like gotta go, gotta go back to work and face reality now it really is nostalgia for yesterday isn't it it really is it really you're is you're back at the you're, you're back at the cafe then no uh not yet um so i am currently still being furloughed which is lovely i'm sitting on mars and getting paid for it awesome so That's the dream. um yeah i, I kind of wish it could be this way forever to be honest <laughs> but no I'm, I'm sure i'll be back soon but i'm just um i'm loving all the the time i have right now to you know dedicate to songs and you know maybe go back to songs and go back to demos that you maybe thought were weren't good enough and because you didn't have time to look at them and how to you know make them better um having this time to you know really focus in on them and hone in on the good parts is is uh it's been it's been bliss. What's the next thing for for the ninth wave after this EP? So we have been working on um, a ton of songs. Um, we've just kind of been focusing on really perfecting the sound that we have, um, and especially because it has changed quite a, a a bit from infancy into the Happy Days EP, and we really just want to you know make it the best we can. So right now we are kind of like as I just said like going through demos and thinking like having our best shit shit filters on and being like is this good or have we just heard this too many times and now we think it's good like (laughs) doing that so you know maybe once we get to a place where we're really happy with the songs who knows what could come next excellent thank you so much Millie it's been great chat no thank you so much for having me so there we have it Amelia Kidd on 101 part-time jobs Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, if you enjoy the podcast show, then please leave a review. Please subscribe and rate or review if you have the time. Anything like that you can do would be massively appreciated. 
Thanks so much again. And here's Cox Barrow. I've been working all day for me mate on the side. Running around like a blue-ass fly. I've been working, yeah, I've been working all day for me mate. Every bleeding minute I've been on the go. This is a Mighty Moon Media Podcast. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.